You are listening to Grit and Grace. My name is Taverly, and I am here for deep soul level conversations and connections about spirituality to step into a deeper understanding of what lies on the other side of the veil. As a social impact entrepreneur, founder of the Moon Temple Mystery School, high priestess and ritualist, I am shining a light on walking the awakening path and how it weaves into our daily lives. I invite you to take a deep breath, leave what you know at the door, and step into the mysteries with me. I'm really excited today to share with you a dear friend and one of my writing partners, a medium, and she's a spiritual guide. She's gifted with spirit communication, mediumship, medical intuition, life guidance, and spiritual growth. She helps us explore death and grieving, which is truly the greatest expression of love. Because love never ends, after physical death, the way we communicate just changes. So Shannon Danielle, thank you so much, Sweet Pea, fellow teacher of the mysteries from the Moon Temple Mystery School. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. We've been talking about this for a while. And interestingly enough, I have to tell listeners that we did attempt to record this once. But what happened is we hadn't talked in a little while. So we ended up spending the whole hour catching up. And we're like, Oh, I guess we're not going to record a podcast. today." I I love it. Well, that's because yes, even though our, you know, we were just following the guests, you know, right? Not really counting on the outcome or expecting an outcome and the spirit just had a different idea that day so and it also just always opens my heart when I'm with you like we have the ability to share with each other at a level that I I feel is uh, such a blessing so I'm always grateful for every minute that I have you in my life oh thank you thank you I feel exactly the same even from afar from New Jersey to to Colorado but yes thank you yeah we 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 connect on I'm going to call it of course because it is the crystalline grid of energy brings you and I face to face no matter where we're at that's true that is absolutely true whether we're face to face or not yes absolutely true thank you spirit (laughs) for the gift of shannon danielle (laughs) you're hilarious yes thank you thank you i don't know if everybody says that but yes thank you well it doesn't matter oh really it only matters for me and i speaking of i'm going to give everybody that's listening a little warning because we are in these times where we're all shifting from working from studio spaces to home spaces. I do have a dog that decides on occasion that he has something to say when Shannon's talking. So if we hear the pup have a little bit of noise in the background, I will not say I'm sorry for that. I will just say, enjoy it. He's saying hello to you too. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Interesting that you say that right now because Memphis, who's always very quiet, that is my dog for everyone. He's downstairs also making quite a lot of noise saying hello. So see, so, so see, we're just bringing you a little, a little taste of our home lives <laughs> into the show. Always, always, always unexpected. You just have to go with the moment, go with the moment. So I'm going to share with listeners how you and I originally met, and then I'm going to go into asking you a little bit about your initial stages of communicating with spirit in the way that you do, which is such a beautiful way. Um, but we met through, we were both in a witch's memoir writing program with Danielle Dulski, which was, as you know, those of you that have listened, I think I've shared a little bit that it was a profoundly impactful journey for me and for you. Um, 
to to write the way that we did, to go into time weaving exercises, to record our story, like to allow to allow our our hearts and our bodies and our soul and our spirit to express itself in a way that it maybe had not before. And it was a big cracking open. And Shannon, you were you were so instrumental at least from my side because I completed my memoir and you you came in at certain parts and took pieces of my writing and held it and received it and of course reviewed it, gave suggestions and you actually channeled a message from spirit in a part of my memoir that I ended up adding into the book, which is so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I I remember the first time I saw you on on screen because we were meeting virtually. I remember the first time that I saw you and here's I'm, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but here's no. how I this is how I received you. So we're you know, I don't even remember how many people there were. There weren't. We were a very small group. So seven. You know, you're seven. Okay. So you were very, and we were together for, a, I don't know, six months or something. So I, I saw you on the screen. And at, at one point, I got this really warm feeling of uh, a spiritual visitor coming into my own space. And I made eye contact with you on the screen. And you, I'm, I know those that are listening can't see my eyes. I'm going to explain it in a minute. But you did this, Shannon. Almost like you were looking around the room to a visitor that had just arrived. And that's exactly how the visitor had arrived in my room. So before you and I, and that was well before we had ever matched and like connected, I, I feel like I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how that happened, but I was having a visitor from a spirit. And because I was so entrenched in the, emotions that I knew were going to come with writing my memoir. I didn't go too much into it, but I knew that you were having either the same spirit and it was an immediate connection for me. It's like, oh, okay, that's the one. That's that's the one. And then of course we got matched. So here we are. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. No, you never told me that. You never told me that. Do you remember like the first session we were together and like you yes. drifted away? You like yes. left the class for a good 10 minutes and you were in Yes. Communication was okay. Uh, so I was that was happening on my end as well. I never told you that. No, no, you never told me that. And um, right, very interesting about my journey is um, now many years later, in the space of surrender. That's where I find myself most of the time. So in this space of this memoir project, you're right. And we're meeting virtually and there's women from all over the place and brain mind wise, you know, I'm trying to focus on what our activities are and paying attention to what am I supposed to be doing? And much is the space of spirit in my life. When it's time, it's time. So my body now follows spirit as it should hopefully for most of us. And in those moments, you're right. My physical gaze, which I don't get to see myself, but my physical gaze changes. And I tend to look up or look away because my eyes shut off. So my brain sort of shuts off. So in that moment of pure spirit, yeah, it's always interesting when someone, you know, kind of reviews back to you what you looked like physically versus the moment that you're having spiritually. And then, yes, I do remember that day of exercise and Danielle was kind of randomly, not randomly, like pairing us together and asking for volunteers who wanted to be paired together. And prior to even raising my virtual little hand, I was like, oh, there she is. That's the one. <laughs> and then moments later, Danielle's like, oh, Taverly and Shannon. I'm like, Yes, that's it. So yes, yes, and I I love it because I think the first time we spoke, um, you called me a name that nobody has ever called me, and it's still <laughs> right because my name is actually Taverly, but everybody calls me 
bunch of people call me Taver Lee. Oh, but Tay-Tay. you you called me Tay Tay. And the moment you spoke that, I'm like, oh my gosh. I just I just met I just met a, a soulmate. That's how I felt in you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, me. Yes. Yes. Me as well. And and you're right, that the overall project um, for me entering into it again, not really with an expectation, more of a I just sense this is, you know, this moment is for me, whatever this moment is in my journey, especially in my space of healing. And yes, it was very, it was emotional at times, uh, transformative, um, definitely, as you said, cracked us open, at least for me, in terms of story, in that place of, okay, I'm going to sit down and write a memoir. What's my story? Yikes. That's not your story. This is your story. This is your story. This is your connection in life. And it was that that place of over those months of self-reflection and then being in this magical, because that's really the only way to describe it, magical collaboration, which turned out to be all women of different stories from different times and different places, but these beautiful weaving strings of common themes. It was, yes, transformative for sure. And wasn't it interesting how we were able to realize that the story that we maybe had been playing in our head was a story, was a story, (laughs) was a story. And And it absolutely like you and I talked about this multiple times in the space of, especially in the space of death, which I do believe is, you know, the greatest teacher of life is that, story what's my story right everybody has a legacy everybody has a legacy and everybody has a story which is hard also sometimes to grasp that you know that i it is bigger than me that i do have this story and you're right in this space of okay now i'm gonna put it pen to paper whoa that's big right Uh, how who's going to read it are others going to receive it so that's a big space of surrender right am i able to write that and let it go not worried about who will read or how will it be perceived. Well, then putting it pen to paper, also in that space of, okay, now I have to reflect on where I've come from, you know, what my journey has been, what what did it feel like back then? What did it look like back then? And then having the courage and the kindness of self in this moment, that even though I remember that story from long ago, is that really the story? Or has this mm-hmm. is the story now different, right? In my space of learning, in my space of years of grieving or wisdom or getting the shit kicked out of me, you know, all of those fun mm-hmm. kind of things. Yeah. But it it really um I think I was already on the journey of that definition of truth and story. And that space with Danielle and you and all the other women and all of those months reminded me that being honest and sincere in each moment for me is what matters. And in that space of truth and story, it's an ever-changing space. If I'm lucky, it's an ever-changing space. What is my story? What was my story? What is my story? And then letting go of what the heck my story is going to be. So yeah, it was magic. It's really the only way to only way to describe it because all of us were yeah. so so different like there couldn't have been a more diverse 
group for real. There really and, couldn't have been. And we were and we were so in it deep. It wasn't <laughs> like this was not surface level like woman circle connecting. Oh no, oh, this no. was like oh, no. like soul shredding, soul revealing. Yes deepest deepest levels of trauma to highest levels of growth it was and everything in between and and then we witnessed each other go through it <laughs> right and i because i i mean i will only speak for myself but again going into most things blind uh-huh um right it was just in this space i don't know that anybody really anticipated that level of right because like you said we went in with probably this expectation or a little bit of an expectation of well, here's my story, right? If I'm at least willing to put my foot in the water and say, I'm going to potentially put this on paper and then very quickly into it, because we were really only as a group, very few times, most of the work was individual, right? Individual writing, individual, excuse me, reflection. And right in the, in those times together, it was like, holy I think it's the container, the way the container was opened, the, yes. the rituals that we were doing and the yes. container that was open kept us connected energetically yes. um, to the process, not necessarily to each other because these were solo journeys, but yes. it, connect, it kept us, we were connected to the process from the moment we opened that container and did our first ritual. I specifically even remember um, a couple of the rituals that I did because I was getting up really early in the morning other than... Um, going to the mountain for weeks at a time, right, to write. Right. But I was also getting up very early in the morning and had these set times to write. The moment that I did the ritual and brought out my writing altar and like brought it into space, I was right back into the container. So right. we were like weaving in and out of that space all collectively at the same time. So I want to, and I, I want to, I want to just ask you because this is very prevalent now. Like, how did your gift of mediumship and your relationship with death? Um, change in that process because you know that's this is what we're talking about today is um, you know the the death and grief process as the greatest expression of love which is the class that you teach in mystery school so for those of you that haven't checked out Shannon's info make sure you go to moontempleschool.com find her teacher bio you can learn more about Shannon and her class is available for you now but I want to know did did that change in the writing process for you Absolutely. Because it was the focused, it was the focused, I, I call it grieving in the, in the daily space of grieving rituals for me. So, which to me is really honoring life, honoring my story. So that absolutely changed because it just, how do I articulate? That's almost so, so hard to articulate. It was just the focus on self. It was the focus on connection to myself not just the story that I've told myself all these years or the story that I lived, like the story that was told to me by others. This was the intimate connection to self in my story and the surrender to parts of my story that I was wrong about, I didn't know about, or I knew about, and I didn't feel at the time. I had that saving grace of, it wasn't best for me to feel it at that time. So now I'm feeling it all of these blank number of years later, feeling it. So in that space of surrender, in that space of raw, guttural, grieving and love and healing, and then moving into the space of mediumship, which for me is just the communication of spirit. Mediumship is just, is just a part of it. It's connection to others on all levels it just opens that it just opens that wide up it just does 
there's no, sounds a little scary, but there's no boundaries in terms of, I can only do this. I can only do that. All of those things are true. If I limit myself to those, as opposed to connecting to my story, connecting to self, connecting to healing, connecting to I am a work in progress, that makes me humble and it makes me more sincere. It makes me kind, makes me a little more gentle and it makes me open to the story of others and everyone is this story in process, everyone. So in that space of mediumship, it, it did, it just, it's hard to say it blew it wide open, but it did, it blew it wide open. Another thing that really changed for me in that space, and you and I have talked about this personally, was the space of consent. Um, in my space of spirit communication, and everyone has the same ability, some of us just hear it a little bit louder, when we know something or feel something or sense something for someone else, it's a very human mind space to be like, oh, I got to tell them, oh, I got I got to help them. That's baloney. <laughs> Just because we know doesn't mean we need to dump that or, or kind of shed that on someone else. So in this space for me, in terms of growth and my communication to spirit means the depth of communication for me, but also for others. It's no longer just the surface level communication, especially in mediumship with, you know, departed. Now the consent space is different. When I meet with someone, it's not just a general, hey, this is what we're potentially going to experience today. It's no, this is this is the real deal. This is, if you are open, which is also the space of the memoir project, I believe for us, to what is most loving for you in this moment, that's what I'm willing to share with you. And we're going to do that together. So that really changed for me. I, I want to talk about this a little deeper because our conversation about consent was super important because yes. I think it changed both of us because there was this new – and not that I hadn't always practiced consent, especially mm -hmm. in sp sharing spiritual messages. Like I'm very aware that mm -hmm. you know I don't, I don't like to give information if people have not asked. But the way that you and I talked about it brought it up in a different way in the sense that maybe it's possible that when we're receiving information from, in your case, spirits that have departed, or in my case, from my guides or, or wherever it's come from, maybe the information is just for me. Like who, A million who's percent. To, who's to say that the medicine that I receive from spirit, because to me, the messages are medicine. Maybe it's just information. Maybe it's a good to know. Yes. Now, if, if somebody's in a, doing a reading with me or with you, it's different because I believe when they book it, they're, they're giving consent, um, which is totally different. But outside side of actual containers of doing readings, this concept that you and I discussed about um, consent, wow, it, 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 I still talk about it to people all the time because just in regular conversation, people will say, well, well, what do you think? And what about this? And I might get tons of information, but they're not asking me to channel my spirit guides when they ask me what I think. They're looking at their friend to say, what do you think of this guy that I just right. <laughs> met, which just happened last week. I had a friend ask me and I'm like, I had to stop and say, okay, are you asking your friend, Tavra Lee, or are you asking me to channel information? And she kind of stopped and went, oh, big difference. And so it's medicine for us, the information that we get first. It's not us, not necessarily, no, it's it's never up to us to share it unless we get consent. A million percent. And and for me, um, and, I, and I believe we talked about it that day, and I've <laughs> been experiencing it more and more and more every day since. 
I also come from a place of especially in the space of the dying, in the space uh, with someone who is dying, in the space of a loved one who's someone they cherish is dying of the of their human form. I now view that space as selfish. It's selfish, meaning much like your example of your friend. You may know all kinds of things. You may either you know it from your human brain or you sense or you've been downloaded of all types of information about this guy that she likes. She's not asking you that. She's asking you for one simple detail. Just say yes or no. Just say yes or no. So in that space, much like in the space of you and I, the example you talked about that day that we met virtually, you're having a moment. I'm having a moment. It didn't need to be expressed out loud through language. Because connected to spirit, we were sharing that moment. If spirit, if the intention was to say it out loud, we would have been inspired to do so. So mm -hmm. for me, again, I need to go back to the same thing, but it is the space of surrenders in the space of readings being this download of, as you know, a 30 minute conversation in about two seconds. And then what happens is the surrender allows me to pick through those, which really isn't me, but pick through those and articulate the ones that are most important. Does that make sense a little bit? Yeah, totally. You're talking about you using discernment on the information that yes. you receive to give to yes. another Yes, and it's human. not, right, it's not up to me. It's not up to me to say, that's a very sensitive subject. I wonder if their feelings are good. That's all brain. That's all brain. Mm -hmm. That's all human. That's all want. Love is the absence of want. Love is the absence of want. That's one of the most powerful things I've learned in this journey. It's also one of the most gut-wrenching because it sucks sometimes. But in that space, I have to be willing to receive information. I have to be willing to connect to another soul. And then I have to be willing to share what is most loving for them. And there's no possible way that I could determine what that was. It's just bigger than me. Whatever we subscribe to, the higher than human self that's just bigger than me. And it's selfish of me as a person to discern what's appropriate for them and what's most loving for them. So you're right, in the space of consent, it is that understanding before we begin that I'm going to do my best to be grounded and the most loving possible for you. And you're gonna do your best to be open to receive what is most loving. And then yeah. we let it go, we let it go. But the, you're right, the yeah. space of consent you're right. It's more than just a literal like, hey, we're going to do this reading. We may talk to some dead people. You down with that? Okay, good. Let's go. Yeah. It's, ju it's just well, bigger than that. It's just bigger it than is that. So much bigger because I think on the other side of that, if people are not working with their spiritual gifts, they don't even know what that means. Yes. They don't know what that's going to feel like in their body. Yes. They don't know. Like for you and I in our position that we, not, not in our position, let me reframe that, in our unique way that we download information, we have to trust that we're given what the recipient can handle because – Yes. If I if I tell someone, my guides have just advised me that you need to look at in this in this path for this particular question that you just asked me. Um, I have to trust that they're giving me what that person can handle because yes, if this is commonplace, you and I play in these fields all day regularly, but other people don't. Yes. And so what we receive is yes. maybe I am aware that oftentimes if I have an hour with someone within 15 minutes, I've blasted them open. Yes. And then I'll kind of get the message to like reground, come back, take a breath, like bring them back to their bodies. Yes. <laughs> I get those messages, right? Because mm -hmm. I, I know that we we have to be fully surrendered. So I want to ask you, Shannon, I want to go into this 
because you brought up in this space of death and dying. I imagine that there are a lot of instances in when in which, because I know that you work with people as they are preparing to transition out of their human life, and you also do readings for people who are here as still as humans that want to communicate with those that have died, um, that have had human death. Is it often for you that you come across individuals that s- perceive a medium as maybe <laughs> what they've seen on TV or what they, you know, they just think, oh, you're just going to bring all my dead family in and they're all going to have messages on the lottery numbers and they're all going to tell me when my next child is going to be born. Like they, they, right. They're looking at like, like a predictive way of interacting with spirit. Um, how does it really go? <laughs> yes, yes, you're a million percent correct. Um, and each person um, that I spend time with, prior to even spending time with them, uh, and you know me, I'm pretty direct. Um, I just lay it out there. I, I, I can't promise you any. I can't. I can't promise you any ending. I can't promise you if you want this to happen, then I'm not your girl. I'm just not because, again, in that moment of what's most loving for you, I can only be open to what's most loving for you. So if we enter into reading and you want to talk to your grandmother and you want her to say this and this, I'm I'm just not your girl because I can't promise that. And that would be that would be unkind of me to do. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. But it's just unkind. And it's actually also impossible. Also in the space of this journey, this very individual journey, I do believe that all moments in spirit are made for me. I don't believe that I make any moments. I believe that they are made for me out of kindness for me and kindness for others. So in that space, um, in the space of learning, I have to be open to whatever comes as opposed to, I want a certain expectation. I want to do a reading a certain way. I'm going to start I'm going to start with a preamble. I'm going to give this. It, it's. <laughs> it would just be dishonest because mm-hmm. it just never. Yeah. It just doesn't turn out that way. And and also in the space yeah. of a story, every reading that I do, I I had one. I just did one yesterday, and um, with a woman and her daughter and um, her husband and the father uh, passed away recently, unexpectedly. You know, which I never know any of that going in. So we're in this about, you know, 40, 45 minutes into the, again, time is also relative at that point. We're into the reading, some very, we're, we're in it. We're in it, all in it at that point. We're talking about their relationship and he's sharing with her intimate details of the relationship and all of these things that happened. And out of nowhere, it's like green. And I'm looking up and I see this green, it's very emerald green. And, we're, and I was like, oh, sorry, green. What's green? There's some, there's something about the color, there's something about the color of green, and we talk, we move, we talk, we move, we walk, and I'm she's like, holy shit, and I'm like what? She's like when we were young, first together, they've been married many, 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 many years. I had this green, lime green leather jacket. Everyone hated it. Whenever I wore it, people told me I looked stupid. They made fun of me. I said, like, "What you loved that jacket?" She's like, "I fucking loved that jacket. It was my favorite jacket, mm. and it was such a loving and tender moment for the two of them. That in that space of 
as we talked about before, like I could have, you know, mind-wise, I would have blown that off. We're not talking about that. That's not important. It was important. It was probably the most important detail and moment of our entire time together. So, yeah. I like to say that when we, when we work to hollow our bone, right. As readers Mm -hmm. to be a hollow bone for spirit, Mm -hmm. we have to present the information verbally, which is often hard as humans, because for me, I'm a seer. So, right. I see everything is like videos for me. So Mm -hmm. I have to interpret it into language, but to be a hollow bone means removing my own, um, my own vision and, and expectations of any of that out of what that information means. Yes. And to just randomly out of the blue <laughs> say green can be, um, th- it's why this is such a wild, wild life because it sometimes um, it's joyous. And at the same time, it is just hilarious to think of the way that information is presented to us. And then our, um, our need to continually hollow out our own bones. So we're just delivering it. Cause if you would have put any meaning to that before you said green, it wouldn't have come through that way. You might've thought green, like see for me, if I see green, I think nature because that's right. We all interpret information I, differently. So that's a symbol symbolism to me. Green would mean nature. So I, I have something to do with nature or growing right. or connected to earth wisdom. But for you, it was just green. You're like green. Right. Because <laughs> green? It, in that space of spirit, it, it's, I, I, it's almost like seeing the duality of myself, seeing the spirit of myself and seeing the human of myself. So I have to be in that space of my own personal journey. It's the most individual moment that has nothing to do with me. Yeah, That's the way I view yeah. reading. So in that space, I, the more grounded and connected and humbled and I don't know what the hell I am with myself allows me to then remove myself and be only what's most loving for this other person person. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, this download, again, which has nothing to do with me, this download of all of this information and boop, here's, boop, here's the point. Here's, here's the point that needs to come out right now. And in the space of grieving after each reading, which I absolutely now, that's another big part that's changed for me, especially after the memoir project, is I have to dedicate time for myself immediately after each space of spirit. I have to. It's a oh, grieving yeah. ritual for me. Mm-hmm. And in that space, I reflect on what did that moment mean for me? Not the what did I get right or what was, you know, any of that. For, mm-hmm. I do that, but I also do the what was in that moment for me. And I'm always amazed that the, as you mentioned, others not, no one's ever going to be in our space, right? Nobody could walk our own path. Nobody, even you and I walk very different paths, even though, you know, there's similarities. So in that space, especially for reading, it unfolds like a story. It unfolds like a story. It unfolds exactly what you said with pieces up front that are going to ease the loved one into letting their mind relax, right? Letting their heart connect, letting them connect to their loved one. I'm just the goofy girl probably does all kinds of crazy facial stuff and hand gestures in the middle allows them to connect. And then the story unfolds and it unfolds and then it gets deeper and it unfolds and unfolds to the most amazing, loving and powerful outcomes. It just does. And there's, there's no, there's no human way possible to predict how that happens. It's, it's, it would just be impossible. That would mean that I knew better about someone than they knew about themselves. And in that space, much like you said, because we are so brain focused and someone else, you know, they're entering that space already in grief. They're hurting. They're hurting. Most of the time they're entering to a space like, what the hell is going to happen? This is like a TV show. 
Mm-hmm. Am I, am I, am I opening that Pandora's box? But people are going to like <laughs> attach to me, you know, like that's one of my favorites, yeah. you know, like Casper, the friendly ghost, like, you know, or oh, vampires, yeah. like I have to invite you in. Like you believe I have a gift, but you believe they, you know, can't come in if I <laughs> let them, but I you know. have all so of, many different, mm-hmm. but you have all of that, right? We have all of that too. We're still human, right? I still enter each reading. Like I have no idea. I have no idea what's going to happen. And that's, Actually, it's a very freeing moment because it's not up to me. It's just about love in that moment. Even in the most difficult communications meeting, maybe unpleasant topics or um, or what we as humans kind of define as unpleasant topics, there's always grace. There's always mm-hmm. grace. And there's always love. And it's always given in the way that's most loving for the individual that I'm with and for me. And then, and that duality that I mentioned like yesterday and oftentimes I get to see both. I get to see and feel the spirit moment for this individual. And then on the human side, I have that like, holy shit, did that just happen? Wait, did everybody see that? Did you see that? Did you hear that? So it's, it's just, it's just the coolest, not cool moments. I always say that I don't ever want it to stop blowing my mind. I don't ever want to stop. Yes. Ha- it like should. myself. It should. I, I don't I don't want it to ever stop being so magical because when it we receive sh- and it such, should be it, it should be mind-blowing I know, because but, it's but not I, it's not of that's why I tried to articulate it. It should be mind-blowing because it's not of our mind. Yeah. Right? It's right. not of our mind. Like as it's so funny like all of these things we have woven into our, you know, kind of linear cultures it's mind blowing because it's of heart, gut, soul, feeling, whatever you subscribe to. It's a feeling moment. It's not a brain moment. So your brain's like, what's going on? You're an idiot. What are you doing? She's crazy. (laughs) So when your brain starts to spin, that's confirmation. Like this is a spirit moment. You're on the right track. It is mind blowing. Right. I love that. I love that so much. Okay. So Shannon, I want you to talk a little bit about, Oh, there's so much here. Um, (laughs) I want you to talk a little bit about this idea that we all have access to different gifts. Our gifts are totally different as you and I are perfect examples of how we're connected, but um, how we receive information or where we might perceive it come from or how we communicate it is just different, but we're still very open and connected. We know that everybody has that. You and I know this. Uh, For those that have always had a deep interest in communicating with those that have left their human body. I get a lot of questions about that, of course, which is why you're now in mystery school so they can work directly with you. But let's give, let's give listeners a starting place. If they want to develop a connection, a greater connection to spirit, uh, especially in the side of communicating with those that have died, Mm -hmm. how would they start to develop that practice? What would you offer them as practical tools to get started? The first thing is willingness to know yourself willingness to be a work in progress it's that magic mirror on the wall Um, it's the biggest part of the journey it's not about helping and saving the rest of the world it's about literally looking in the mirror are you willing to look in the mirror and see yourself right see the life that you live see the, the way that you move in this space of the world that's number one that's number one so in that space of being vulnerable It's now reconnecting to not just what I think about moments. How do I feel about moments, right? We all have those 
gut moments or inspiration moments, right? I drive to work the same way every single day. I turn left at this light. Today, I feel like, oh, I should turn right, turn right, turn right. Don't do what you always do. Turn right and let it roll. And I guarantee moments like that will inspire. That's that's connecting to self. I refer to that as spirit, heart, gut, soul, intuition. I refer to that as spirit. That's the core of who we are, much bigger than human. So engaging those moments of instinct or, or intuition uh, for self. And when you do it, see what happens. And then when you see what happens, go back, take the time, be like, whoa, wow, I listened to myself. Wow, that was amazing. Um, and it's just kind of retoning that muscle, you know, Miss Power Lifter. It's that retoning that space of spirit, right? It's that retoning of all of these moments in our life, much like, you know, when a baby's born, right? They don't have the benefit of language, but they have the benefit of communicating, right? Through connection, through eye contact, through through making sounds of when I when there's a need or there's a feeling, I'm hungry, I need to sleep. It's the same exact thing. So listening to yourself, being willing to look at yourself, and that's all spirit. So as those moments start to come, you'll appreciate and feel more moments for yourself. Like when I'm going to make a life decision, even if I'm in the grocery store, what food am I going to buy? Go with how you feel, not with what you think. Go with how you feel. And I promise you, the more that you do that, the more connected you will be to self. Now, next level. Once you spend some time doing that, you then start to, you're just more connected to the world around you, especially more connected to the people that are already a space of love in your life. So you'll start to sense things for them. Again, this is what you and I talked about. Very important. Not that you should start telling other people what you sense and think for them. That's it's unkind. It's unkind and it's unfair. This is just God, Buddha, the universe, whatever you subscribe to, way of telling you it's just bigger than you. You're just bigger than you. You're willing to see yourself. You're willing to feel yourself in moments. Feeling yourself in moments is, is choosing what's most loving for me in this moment. That in turn is most loving for everyone that loves you, everyone that you love, and the big bad world out there. When you do that, become aware of others around you. And at some point, that moves beyond the space of human, you know, physical human. So in that space, if that is your gift, then it becomes more about those that are physically no longer or no more human life. And once you kind of get to that level, um, I do encourage everyone to find a source, like a connection like you and I have, um, a connection with someone else that, uh, you know, maybe has had more time in that space or more experience in that space, someone that you feel connected to, someone that you trust and ask them to listen to you, ask them mm -hmm. to tell you their story, right? And, and see what connects with you. And just in that space of looking in the magic mirror, feeling each moment, doing your best to choose what's most loving for you in that moment and keep connecting to the world universe around you, all of those gifts will grow. And as we just talked about in a reading, what's louder for you will pop up. It doesn't mean that you're only so-called gifted in that area. It just means based on your story, some moments speak louder to you. That's all. Mm -hmm. And you pursue them 
If it makes sense to you, fabulous, rock with it. If it doesn't make sense to you, don't dismiss it. Just, you know, set it to the side for now, but appreciate that it was a moment given to you for a reason, for a reason. There's definitely a reason. So I hope that makes sense. But yeah, that totally this, made sense. That was beautiful. Thank you. And the simplest, and by the way, it doesn't happen overnight. I should, I should clarify, <laughs> I should clarify that for me, for my journey, um, it was a very long time because even when I didn't know what the hell was going on, I still don't most of the time. Um, I knew that it was powerful and I knew that it would change my whole life. I had no idea how much it would change my whole life, but I knew that it would change my whole life. And I knew then I felt and I sensed I did not want to hurt anyone else. And I did not want to be careless. I now feel that very differently. I feel that in all these years since spirit would not allow that to happen, right? Would ultimately not allow that to happen, but still the very human side of me put me at a much slower role because I knew at least for me, that I needed to be more secure in myself, more healed in myself, which is how you and I met because that was part of the memoir project. That was part of the, it wasn't about writing a book so much as it was jumping in and looking at myself, looking at that magic mirror on the wall, looking at my story, figuring out pieces of my life that I knew but didn't really know. So yeah. That's why it was, sl- it's slower and it's a very humbling experience. I think, I hope you would agree with me that you cannot be, in the space of spirit, in the space of love and kindness, if you're not willing, and I'm terrible at it, to be love and kindness to yourself. And that's been the biggest part of my journey because I suck at it. I suck at that part. I'm better. I'm better. I'm better at it. But you have to be willing to do that. It's not about saving the rest of the world. It's not about healing the rest of the world. It's about self. And if we're lucky enough in that space, we get to be kind to others. Included in some amazing, mind-blowing, as you said, moments and be better for ourselves along the way. I hate that you always make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that was so powerful, my friend. Uh, What you just described, by the way, is a great process. So for those of you listening, feel free to go back, write down the steps of your own self-exploration. But the key point of what you're sharing here that I really want people to take away is that this is about yourself first and foremost. The healing, the medicine, the gifts, the messages is about you. And I know that in a lot of spiritual communities and even oftentimes in the mystery school, we have to like rein um, expectations back that our goal is to help them learn how to transform themselves first. It's not necessarily how am I, when am I going to start doing tarot readings for other people? When am I going to start doing medium readings for other people? It's always for you first, uh, first and foremost, and always Always. and ever and forever. Always. I mean, I'm, 
I'm in this really, I don't know if I told you, but I'm in this practice. I'm in a 40 day of deep heart honoring self-love practice. And I've been planning to do this for a while and I'm 13 days in and the timing of when this turned out to happen in the course of what's happened in my life in the last couple of months, which is wild. Um, it's a forever practice. You know, I do this, I do this, I do this work for the people all day and I still have to dedicate the medicine to myself first, first. And absolutely. It's, it's not, absolutely. It, and it never, it never gets easier, right? It's, it's not, it's never, it's not, I think that's also a very human thing. We assume, and one of my deepest loves and greatest teachers, Dr. Siri Satnam um, said to me in one of our initial times together you know like unfortunately in this culture sometimes we have this addiction to light you know like everything's light and 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 you and i just we see all of that very differently now because of our life light and dark is the same you know all of that kind of blah but in that space and i believe this is the other reason you and i are so connected um also a lovely moment from siri we're forever students we're forever students, which is why things are mind blowing, which is why you get to be in the mind blowing because you're willing to be like, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm, but I'm as humble and connected to myself in this moment to be like, that doesn't make sense to me. Or that does make sense to me. That's not a brain function. Sense is feeling is heart, gut, soul. So in that place of forever being a student, exactly what you said, it's a constant practice. It's a practice of grieving. Grieving is honoring our life. It's a practice of healing, which is taking that grieving and moving it to wisdom, right? Because we put it in play and then realizing five minutes later, I could be like, well, that was stupid. <laughs> like that was, <laughs> that was fucking dumb. But, but at least, you know what? At least we were like, I did that as opposed to like 40 years later, like what the, f-? right? Like, how did yeah. I get here? How did, and we, yeah. you and I have both done that. How, how, how? How, how did I not see that? Yeah. How did I? And that's okay. Like being kind to ourselves to say, it's okay that I didn't know that then. It's okay. It wasn't meant for me to know that then. I'm taking responsibility for it, but it's okay. So yeah, absolutely in that space, being an ever loving student, which is, I believe also you and I are grateful. Like each moment that we get to spend with someone, um, we don't expect that they're going to be awesome like you and I moment, but, <laughs> but, but we, we're grateful, right? We're grateful for, there must've been a reason for us to, mm-hmm. there must've been a reason. Even if I don't I'll know what it, that is, there must've been a reason. I'll bring it back to the word that you used earlier, which is like one of my favorite words that my vocabulary can offer is that's the surrender. Yes. That's that's the surrender. Yes. Right. That that you don't you're not always going to know. Yes. You know, you're not always going to know. Now you may never know, right. but your surrender to it being for your highest good and yes. being able to offer gratitude for that without knowing what the outcome will yes. be. But listen, for those of you listening, I know we're talking big, high level stuff, and this is this is hard work. It's not easy. Like right. we, <laughs> we <laughs> like it's. <laughs> yeah, it's been I'm great. Thinking it's about, been easy peasy. No problem, people. Oh Everything goodness. is great. Hell no. I was thinking about our our conversation last week about my my current situation of surrender and um, <laughs> and panic I, and everything. <laughs> I know. It makes my eyes tear up but because you said to me something that was so profound, which was that my heart cracking open 
it's making wow look at you're making me cry in the middle of a podcast and I don't cry in podcasts very often that my heart cracking open was I was grieving because it was the greatest expression of love of what I was feeling and just to surrender and I'm like oh like can't we get a better sign than that like I, I I'm looking at okay yes no a or b go here do that no no it's like just surrender surrender, surrender because surrender I- it's like I shared before. It's that space of love is the absence of want. It, it just is. And it's also in our lives, which helps your brain shut up too. It's it's the confirmation. It's the affirmation of here's all these moments that I, and I hate that whole let go thing, but it is that space of like, I, I surrender to the moment and holy shit, look what happened. Look what happened. It, it may have been difficult along the way. Well, it was difficult along the way because it was time for me to let that shit go. If I don't make space and let that other stuff go, if I don't grieve and honor what I thought, what I felt, what I expected, that, 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 all that stuff, then I don't get this moment. So you can stay back in the sea level. You can stay there. You could totally stay there and have a great life. Totally. But if you want B level, A level, you got to let go that it's just bigger than you. You, you, you just do. And in that space of grieving, grieving is just that. It's saying in this moment of letting something go, which is a loss, which is death, which is really all that death is. It's this loss of a physical, of a tangible, of a, an idea. But you know what doesn't get lost? The love is still there. And the, when we love someone and they physically die... We don't stop loving them. We don't say, oh, they're dead. I don't care about them anymore. That's complete bullshit. Nobody would say that. That's a universal connection for all of us. When someone we love physically dies, we don't stop loving them. Unfortunately, sometimes we say, holy shit, I could have loved them more. I could have loved myself more and learned from them more, which would have been loving myself more. So you're right. For you sharing that when we're supposed to be doing the podcast, And sharing that amazing story and that moment that you had of calling things out, you dropped to your knees, you called things out because it was your moment to let go of these older spaces, and you were infused immediately with this love in a special place that you never expected love to be again. There's no brain in that. There's no, like, that's a game changer. That is a game changer. And only because, as you mentioned, you've done the hard work. You've been vulnerable. We've done the dark, the light, you know, all of the fancy terms. Every single one made that moment possible. Every single one. If you had, as I mentioned before, in the simple steps, if you'd gone left because you always go left and you didn't go right that day, you would have missed that moment. Hands down, you would have missed it. And you wouldn't have just missed it for you. You would have missed it for the other people. You would have missed it for your children because it's part of your story. It's part of your life. You would have missed it for me because I wouldn't have been part of that moment. So that is where the kindness and surrender comes in because only love could have made that moment smart as you are, as articulate as you are, as organized as you are, as a bomb-ass businesswoman as you are, there wasn't a brain decision or inspiration in any of that. 
No way. And you were just lucky enough and grounded enough and humble enough and enough in love to see it, feel it, grieve it, which was honoring it. And so it was. See this, my friends, for those of you listening, this is why you need Shannon Danielle in your life. Because not only does she carry such deep, profound gifts, but she has the ability to see other humans and other spirits, but other humans in their fullness. And so Shannon, I'm I'm at a, I'm at a little loss for words, which you know I talk a lot. So that's, that's true. That's actually true. Not not kind of common. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show by telling people that this is the profound transformation that happens when you work with someone who is tapped in to their own surrender life force. They can not only help give you comfort on your process, whether whatever that is, and guidance, but they can reflect back to you what you may not see in the moment. And I feel like that that's one of the most beautiful things that is possible when you're working with someone who is willing to put themselves out there energetically to do this work. So Shannon, Danielle, thank you for the gifts that you bring to the world. Thank you. Thank you. And and for those of you interested, we're going to put the link to Shannon's Facebook page, to her Instagram page, to her classes, to all the things in the show notes. You can find Shannon everywhere. And she is... Um, well worth exploring along your path. And I know that you will be profoundly impacted by it. So Shannon, I am going to, in this moment, just close my eyes and take a deep breath and send all the love from my heart through time, space, and reality to where you are and into your heart and say thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Love you, sister. Love you, dear friend. And for everyone listening, if this show touched you, feel free to share it. We appreciate any way, space, and time that you can help reach more people with this message and this information. And so thank you for listening, and we will be back. Thank you for joining us today. On any of your favorite listening apps, we would really appreciate a rating and review. And if you're looking for more information, make sure that you go to moontempleschool.com and you can find us there.